around the world, war and pestilence, floods and earthquakes ravage the lands. But here in the tiny hamlet of PL, life continues much as it has for the last almost two decades. Each day, the people go into the woods and they bring things out. Now, instead of horses hauling them, it's big old trucks barreling down the road. But now, as the wee hamlet threatens to be become an island surrounded by floodwaters that might even wash away the Walmart and float it away like a giant ark out to the Pacific, three young heroes have been honing their power, honing their craft to one day release it outside of this small burg and with it tame and solve these problems of the world. Who are these young heroes? Well, they aren't wearing tights, but they do have superpowers. What is your name and your superpower? My name is Nolan, and I'm a level 80 rogue. My name is Seth, and I do yard work. My name is Graham Johnson, and I have the superpower of doing dishes. When their powers are combined, benign tasks together, like some sort of crazy alchemy, like lightning in the bottle forged by Thor, the god of thunder in their Norwegian heritage. They bond their powers together and they become the numbskulls. The numbskulls, three raging young men, carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders and shouting it out through guitars and drums and words out to the people ringing through the hills of the Willapaw Valley. And I've come here again to visit Chugalon down the train, down at a 5 o'clock startup time from Vancouver down here. Made it out to PL just before, just before the rains came. They call it the Pineapple Express. And I've come to check in on these boys to make sure that their power is being used for good. And from what I've heard, it is being used for good. Since I've seen you last, you've written many new songs, you've gone to the studio, and you've played a few shows. Is that correct? That is true. Well, I want to hear about these new songs that, that you've been playing, but first of all, like, where do you go in a place like PL Washington to go record some music? We go to um, 
in Boysford, there's a man named Jeff Anderson, and he has a nice studio. Is it called, uh, what studio called? Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill. Yeah, Pleasant Hill Studios, and uh, it's really nice. He's a great guy to record with, and he's helped us a lot. So you went in there and recorded, what, six songs, three songs? Uh, how many did we record? Five. Seven? I thought no, we didn't know five. Five. We have three different opinions. <laughs> okay, what, which of them can you name? And we'll solve this problem once and for all. Vladimir. Vivian. Bike Thieves. Bike Thieves. Wannabe. Jer's Song. That's it. And that is it. Five. Five. It five. five. So the answer is five. And two of them start with the letter V. That's oh, strange. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Yep. It's, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to that, but I just, I want it to be duly noted for the record. Along the way, <laughs> along the way, you've had chances to share your music with people, but it's mostly been in your community. You haven't traveled far and wide playing your rock and roll for the folks. But there is a uh, a neat thing about playing for these same people that you've grown up around that have come to see your music since you were playing, you know, backyard picnics. Um, how was it? How does it feel for you being up on stage and seeing these same people who have been seeing you for years now coming out and seeing you play? It's a really cool feeling. It's like no matter how many times they see us, they like I guess never gets old to them they just like to watch us play and it's it's really cool to see the same faces because you know they're supporting you and it's even it's cool to see new new faces too and it's like hey cool they're checking us out you know whether they like us or not <laughs> now once upon a time when you started playing together you played a lot of cover songs and you start to work in an original here and there um, but you know the songwriting process is hard to learn also while you're learning to play your your instrument I think, anyway, from my vantage point. But now it seems that you've fleshed out your list where you really have a full set list of all original songs, eh? Yes, we do. But what are you still augmenting in some, some, uh, some covers as well? Yes, we've been learning Beatles, um, Queen, and just all sorts of oldies and some news, or new songs for the kids and the older people. And just just so yeah, some new songs for them kiddies out there and, and then ACDC to keep the old farts happy, right? Yeah, you play a little Bohemian Rhapsody and they're like, oh, I love those kids! Give me my lighter! <laughs> right? That happens. What is it for you? Is there a difference, like, uh, you know, besides, I don't know, for me as a creator, it's, there's a thrill of creating something myself and sharing it with an audience. But So there's part of that, you know, what's a song you've written yourself, but also there's just the thrill of playing loud music for people and seeing them respond. And sometimes it's easier to get people to respond to covers than your originals. Is there, do you ever kind of feel that kind of tension that there's this weird mix that you got you to gotta make with your music? Yeah, it's like uh, we have a set now. It's like it depends on really how long we're playing. Like if we're playing for like 
we've played shows three, three and a half hours. What are you, the Grateful Dead? <laughs> they ask us like, hey, could you play for three hours? We're like, we'll try, and we do it <laughs> magically. But when we play shorter sets, no wonder your drummer's throwing up all the time. I've heard about him. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's so cool to be able to like play. They're like, hey, we just need you for an hour, and then it's like, sweet, we can do all originals, and then throw in a few like uh, accented, Treats. like a few. Uh, cover treats you know that way it's like oh that's cool that's all original oh i know that one you know it helps connect i guess maybe yeah i guess so and it helps sort of feed them into to enjoying and appreciating your originals so um you got a summertime coming up here you know i don't want to get too far ahead of the game but really if you're gonna start playing some shows this summer you kind of got to start booking them yeah. um and start thinking about it now is that something you guys think you might do this summer well, I would hope to book a lot of shows and just get out there and, and let everyone know about us instead of just going around Lewis County and just get the word out and start booking now, I guess. Yeah, more Olympia shows, more shows out of Lewis County. Just We want to play as high north as we can, as high as far south as we can. We just want to, it'd be cool to get a bunch of far away shows. Yeah, Numbskull's Cascadia Tour. Yeah. Yeah, man. guys been playing and playing music for quite some time and we talked about how people come out and enjoy you and they keep on coming out and you know a lot of times what you're doing as musicians is kind of a mystery to other people who don't play a musical instrument and they're like wow and you, just, and you guys make it look so easy and effortless and they see you guys relatively young up there rocking out because you're not kids anymore but you're you know they're like wow how did these guys get to this but then there's that other side of it where your music really has the, the power to, to influence and, and change change lives in some ways you know i like to think that art changed lives and you mentioned the beatles and a lot of people like you, you as soon as you mentioned the beatles that you know it's, there's this emotional response because when they heard a song like lucy in the sky with diamonds it takes them right back to where they were in this important time in their life and sometimes the people who are listening to the song can't ever know what the song exactly is about but they're able to interpret it their own way but regardless of that, there's like this healing power in music. And, you know, you guys had a situation recently where you had a, a family member pass on and there was a memorial here in town. And, and from what I heard, you guys just decided that there needed to be some music played. So you just 
hauled the hauled the drums on down and set up in a backyard or something, right? Yeah, we just we decided just like you know let's play. The family's all here. Let's just play a few songs. I mean, we expected to play for like well we'll just play for like five minutes and people get sick. Then we'll just put it away. I mean, it was just for fun anyway, you know, just because. And we ended up playing for what a couple hours until like dark and like yeah. other family members got up, took over different instruments. So I mean, it was like a different set of people playing every song it was really cool yeah and after all that tension and all that heavy emotional feeling of a, a of a memorial that must have felt pretty good to be able to kind of get people back smiling and moving yeah. and, and and grooving a little bit plus you left them with a you know what what really is a beautiful um memorial in the form of a song eh yeah um it was it wasn't really tough to write well it was kind of tough to write the song but we didn't want to make it all slow and all you know like yeah, sad. We want to make it like, yeah, we don't want to make a mournful song. We want to make like a happy song to like, I don't know. To like, yeah, we don't want it to be a sad. Yeah, song. And, and and have them re like remembered like that. We want it to be like joyful and like powerful and fast and up going instead of just all sad and down. So much to the other people and then whereas you know you record that and you release it it'll mean a totally different thing to the other people who are listening to it but it'll still strike that common core and that common emotional thing with other people i think anyway yeah we've actually had a case like we wrote a song i well yeah we all wrote a song called uh, thursday and i mean i wrote that about me and my girlfriend we there was the day i asked her out it was a thursday and i just wrote about how i loved that day and we played it live somewhere and someone heard us and they, I mean, they didn't know that that was what the song was about, but recently their husband passed away, like a couple of days before, and he passed away on a Friday. And the lyrics in the song go like, uh, I wish that today was Thursday all over again. And they took it as like, I wish today was Thursday again. Another, like the day before he passed, you know, just one more day with him. Yeah, you just and never know when you sat yeah. down to read that, how other people would interpret it, eh? Yeah, it's, it, was, uh, it was amazing. Just hearing that, it was amazing. So, I mean, the biggest thing that's from the last time I heard you guys, um, music-wise, is you really worked in a lot more vocals. You know, when I saw you last, there was, you know, it was really, a lot of this was sort of circumstances. You probably had one mic to work with, but yeah, it was pretty much exactly. Nolan singing, right? But now having the three vocals, Seth, you're driving a lot of the songs. Graham, you're rocking all sorts of vocals there from the, from the you know, I don't, I've never been able to play drums and sing at the same time, so I'm not quite sure how you can do it. What do you think that adds to the band? Um... It may, it makes it more full, I think. And kind of, it was a challenge, so it helped me. Kind of gave me something to work with after school. Trying to play and sing, it's kind of embarrassing here and there. Starting <laughs> out, because 
singing off tune for a while. Everybody would look at me like, ah, let's try a little bit harder, man. Up a higher. But I got the hang of it, and it sounds fuller and gives the song more character, I think. It even gives like us a break. Like if one of us runs out of air, at least there's two people singing. You know, like if I run out of air, Graham and Seth are singing. If Seth runs out, me and Graham are singing. Yeah, you guys are getting pretty old, man. It's yeah. probably all those those uh, two packs of Camel Studs you're smoking yeah. today. You're running out of air. And, you know, if you, of course, you do that 10K run before every yeah. gig that you play it, of course. Now, let's talk a little bit about the songwriting process. And you guys have alluded to it um, a little bit, you know, when we were talking last night, Seth, that, you know, you kind of came in and said, oh, I got this riff. And even tonight when you're playing, it's like, well, just sort of make up some noise to go along with it. You know, is it always that the riff comes first and the lyrics come second? Or, you know, when you're talking about Thursday, is that something you wrote the lyrics first and tried to find a, a song or underneath it? Oh, with Thursday, it was like we had an old riff. I mean, we wrote it and, I mean, never did anything with the riff. And it sounded cool. And I I was like, you know what, I'm going to turn that into something. And then I just like I came up with a melody for it, added those words, and then it just kind of built from there. But I think most of the time we start pretty much from riffs. But, I mean, if we do come up with something cool sounding, like a like a cool phrase or something, we'll build off that. Like, want, did you do Wanna Be Like That? or? Yeah, I just went up in your room because Dad was like, well, we need to write some songs instead of doing covers. So I just went up in your room. I was like, I want to get rich and famous. I want to be big, you know. And, but we changed around the lyrics. and But it just comes from me going up in the room and just think of uh, riffs or, or grammar, Nolan thinking of riffs, and, and then we even think of melody and then write lyrics. One thing I'm hearing from a lot of the new songs are not just one. They don't sound like they're all written at the same time. It's really distinctive, different mm -hmm. styles. You're clearly paying attention to the bridges and really constructing a song rather than having three chords and just goofing around with it. You know, is that something that you're really consciously thinking of the song structure, or is that something that sort of develops organically? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, like if we write a song and it's like, oh, that sounds just like the solos or whatever. You know, it's like we don't want to like be we don't want to get old with like the same sound or the same same riff over and over so we'd like and most of the time songs are, our songs are written like a little bit apart so it's like it just happens like that i guess mm -hmm. 
All right, and from the back seat back there, um, being the drummer, do you get uh, do you get frustrated through the songwriting process when it's a lot of tinkering with with tunings and with chords, or do you just say, well, I'll just engage myself with it and give suggestions, or how's it feel for the drummer? I mean, this is coming from someone who's sat back there and been like, oh, jeez, man, I'm gonna go get a sandwich if I guess tinker. It is frustrating sometimes, I have to say. Um, Seth is constantly tuning. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I always want to tinker around and play, you know, and, but I have to wait. And it's just like, shh. I have to be patient <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but Graham does, like... Like, if we're, we're stuck on something, Graham, a lot of the time, will help us come up with the melody. I mean, he comes up with a lot of melodies. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, like, a lot of the melodies come from Graham. It's like, he'll, he'll be playing the drums, and we'll just be playing guitar, and we're like, we need to think of a melody for that part, you know? Graham will be the one that comes up with it. I don't know. He Maybe he can hear better, or he hears faster. I don't know, but... Well, you got a bunch of other instruments lying around. You know, we were fiddling around a little bit with the keyboard. You got an auto harp to tinker with. Mm -hmm. Do you guys try that yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, do you think that's something that that for you as a percussionist helps you sort of get better in tune with understanding melody and constructing melody? Um, I have been playing guitar a lot more, and it, I don't know. I guess playing drum helps me play guitar better. I guess just like you know, playing different like rhythms with the guitar and. Playing piano is the same deal, I guess, you know. It's, it's, it's fun messing around with different instruments, I guess. I heard you pissed off the band, uh, the band teacher at uh, school. Uh, with, with You staged a two-numbskull walkout on the band. What's up with that, man? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was just a frustrating class. You, you, I don't even... It just wasn't fun. Yeah. It just wasn't drumming. Yeah, you play snare. Exactly. It just wasn't <laughs> drumming like I thought it was. Like I do it here. It was yeah. more like... Work. It was more like work. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. Keeping the two and four for a bunch of out-of-tune clarinet players, exactly. pretty much. That's exactly what it was. Same for you, for you, Seth. You were the bass. You were playing tuba. So the the, the band the band's now got no bottom end. They got no they got no rhythm section. So now it's just just a bunch of out of tune clarinets. Me and Seth were the heart and the soul. Now there's nothing. Actually, when I started in that band, uh, I played clarinet, which was kind of lame. But uh, their bass player left that played tuba or whatever, and I had no clue how to play. I was like, I just want to play bass and just you know dink around the bass. I had no clue how to play tuba notes or whatever. And silly enough, I, I figured out the notes and what key was in, and it's just over time. And then now they got the other kid, but I just wanted to get out of there because it, it was just kind of lame, and it was just, yeah. Well, you could turn into like an old time jug band. You can have, you know, kind of imagine, imagine this little street performing trio. You got the tuba, you got the snare drum, and you got the auto harp. Yeah, old time mama's jug band, straight from PL Washington. <laughs> All right, guys, so the next big mission for uh, the numbskulls are to start to spread the word to a greater and wider land. So the way to do that is um, you go into the studio, you record a few songs, check, you've done that. You're mixing some stuff down, you got a new little set of songs. Mm -hmm. And even now with the stuff that you recorded before, you have quite a little yeah. collection of stuff recorded. So next you need to uh, have like a press kit, like a little one-pager, a little picture, a little something like what you want, which is booking shows around the Northwest in summer 2010, mm -hmm. right? A little bio of like the numbskulls are from blah, 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 solving the world's problems, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Fixing earthquakes, flying around the world without tights, and so on. And then have the CD, contact information, including a website. Throw them a little book of those custom mat numbskulls matches. Yes. Oh, man, That's look at sweet. that. I'm putting those in my swag bag on the way out here. 
And then you got uh, you got yourself a MySpace thing, eh? You got mm-hmm. the MySpace, uh, the numbskulls slash numbskulls, and, uh, and that's with one Z. Um, that's how we say Z in Canada. Z- yes, that's the international portion of the program. Wow, Had to translate nice. it. Yeah, and we put uh, use in all sorts of other words. Like if you were my neighbor here, you'd be my neighbor in Canada. B O U R. Yeah, yeah. And we and we just yeah. And center, you know, the shopping center. You flip the R and the E just to kind of mess with you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Century. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah, man. Harbor, harbor. Harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you got to start um, spreading these CDs around to. Uh, labels that you think you might be a good fit at and the la- the relationship you want to make with the label is kind of a partnership where you own your masters you guys have figured out the recording process you have a place where you can do it but what you don't have is distribution and tour support and this is what a label can um, offer you so what you got to do is you got to find a label that seems to like bands that are sort of like yours not that sound like yours but that help up-and-coming bands and find ways to get into the festivals, find other bands to bundle you with so you're doing a little tour because it's a lot more fun to go on a tour with three or four other bands rather than going out yourself and you're hoping, please let there be more than 20 people out tonight. We've driven all night, man. You know, because you don't want to become, you know, waste your whole 20s riding around in a, yeah. in a cold van. There's a lot of people who have done that tour already and you guys, you know, let's, you should just skip that skip part and part. make it a little bit easier but i do understand i heard that you have some big crazy uh camouflage rv or something like that that you got yes it's the numbskulls uav the urban assault vehicle it's like it's painted military green has like all this spray painted like stencil letters on the side it's a big old white star on the door it looks awesome Wow, man. Loaded up, and it's the Montana tour coming up in that thing, man. (laughs) Going all over the place. Plenty of room for the ladies.
All right, boys. Now, and I don't want to sound uh, like your grandpa, but I will sound like your uncle. Say, continue to do diligently in school. I know the American Contemporary American Education Program has failed you, and I and I and I feel like I've gone out every time and voted my entire life. I've tried to never miss an election. I've tried to fix all these problems. I was unable to do it. So I'm sorry that you have no electives and no art in your school. All I can tell you though is, um, you know. Uh, Take the opportunity to educate yourself. While you're in there in school anyway, make them teach you shit. Don't just say, oh, okay, this is enough. You're giving me too much homework. Say, teacher, I demand to know more. There is these things out there, and I wish to know about them. I heard the French had a revolution, too. Could you teach us about that besides the American Revolution? Tell me the truth about the War of 1812. What was up with this Columbus dude? Tell me more about Barcelona. Why did he sail from Barcelona rather than he was an Italian? Why didn't he fly from Genoa? Sail from Genoa. Tell me about this stuff. And it's also important um, for you, now that you're out of high school, uh, to, to um, take the opportunity while you're in your youth to travel around mm -hmm. and, and meet the people from the uh, other places around the world. Because what you'll find is there's people just like you everywhere you go. And every town that you go, there's like your kind of like equivalent kind of thing. And the trick is going around and trying to find your like equivalent people from all over the world. Sometimes they're older or younger, they look different or whatever. But everywhere that you go, um, and this is, you know, coming from me of been to quite a you know a couple dozen countries wherever you go there'll be jerks and, and and everywhere you go there'll be weirdos like value man and everywhere you go there'll be people that are just like you and you're like man i feel like i've known you for 16 years already and we've known each other for one weekend and uh and those are all the people that are going to come on board and and be the fans and numbskulls until you're old and gray each one of you <laughs> So from PL, please accept my best wishes for continued success, my friends. And uh, please say goodbye to the world. Goodbye, goodbye. 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 world. I love you. <laughs> they will come save you soon. You've been shooting along with Uncle Wee and his wild hijinks. Six comfortably. <laughs> so that means we can fit 24 ladies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's eight per numbskull. Yeah. <laughs>